Welcome to Lottery Dreams and Fortune. My name is Timothy Schultz. This is an interview with near-death experience survivor and author Lisa Baglia. Now, if you want to watch this interview in its entirety, I will put a link to the YouTube channel in the show notes. But without further ado, let's get to the interview. So I am so excited to welcome Lisa Baglia here to the program today. She is a near-death experience survivor. She's also an author. Um, she's written a number of children's books. She's also a lottery winner. She's won some lottery prizes that we're going to talk about. And she has even interviewed rock stars, some serious rock stars with her daughter. <laughs> and her, her story is really incredible, but we definitely want to talk to her about her near-death experiences today. But Lisa, how are you doing? Oh, I'm excellent. How are you? <laughs> Good. So excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for oh, your time. Thank you. I love love your show. It's wonderful. It teaches a lot of people how to know that anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I want to definitely ask about your lottery win and your your lottery wins that you've had and your books and your experience with rock stars. But one thing that I do want to get to right off the top is, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you've had two near-death experiences well, I'll let you explain it. What happened when you first died? And I was three years old, and I, I remember it as like yesterday. And I was sitting in the front front step, and it was me and my cousin. It was like in the afternoon, and um, I was listening to the the story. It was like Peter Pan or something like that. And all of a sudden, this bee landed on my pinky finger, and all of a sudden, I started rubbing it because at three, you don't know what really, you know what sensations are whatever you know things hurt all of a sudden I kept saying oh my finger hurts and then my mom put ointment and then all of a sudden I passed out <laughs> I had a really bad reaction to the bee sting like uh, I died and when I went to the hospital um, I could hear them but I was still like in a state of um, in a state of nothingness where all things flow through if that makes sense I could see light, but I could feel everything at once. I came to, and I remember, like, um, I was, I could hear things and see things that weren't there anymore. Like, uh, I would see things like, like beings and and animals that they were like not here, but they were here, <laughs> kind of this, thing. I would see spirits, and this is when you were still dead. Uh, the after or, I was dead. I see. Okay, after so, you came back. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's amazing, and I do want to ask you about what, what it was like when you did come back, but how long were you technically dead? It, they said I was gone for 10 minutes at least, 10 to 15 minutes, yeah. Hmm. And uh, But all I remember was being in a state of, like, peace and limbo, and it was, um, being three, it was, uh, like, just... Okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> very uh, fearless, peaceful. Uh, nobody uh, greeted me, but the other near-death experience, there was different. It was different because I was older, so I think that has to do with part of the programming we have, you know. So if that makes sense. <laughs> what was your second near-death experience? I was having a reaction to medication. So, yeah, they brought me back. And I can remember the doctors. I could see above where the doctors were and I could hear them and stuff like that. But, yeah, that one was, like, very different because, like I said, I was older. 
and the, all of them were different, really different. And I would see seeing beings with faceless. Uh, they were faceless, and but I knew they were there to protect and guide. They were just there. I noticed as I went on that my psychic abilities developed more, more and more. So it was. Uh, it's been a real interesting journey. <laughs> were these beings? Would you say that they were angels, guardian angels, or? Who do you think that they were? And did you they, see a life review or anything? What, did you see the light as many people do? Like what? In the, the first one, I was in a state of nothingness. So to me, um, I didn't see that yet until I got older because you start getting programmed. As, but I noticed that um, this one was, um, that one seemed to me the most powerful because I wasn't, programmed into this, you know, everything yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> the the but, one uh, as a child, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that one seemed to be the most profound one because uh, I started hearing, oh, well, you shouldn't say that. I would know people's names before they were, you know, who they were and stuff like that at a very early age. So that freaked people out. <laughs> but my, my family said, okay, you have to keep your, you know, you got to, tone it down. <laughs> you know, they did, they were like, didn't know what to do. Cause that, I think that was part of the uh, near death experience was um, you can do that normally, but uh, as you develop psychically, but the near death experience is uh, there's no such thing as death. So that's what I was told. And I remember when I, as I got older, so that's what I would hear from the faceless angels. Like that's what they appeared to me. Like they're angels or guides and, he said, there's no such thing as death. So you just continue. And what was interesting, so this past year, my brother had passed away. And we, my daughter and I saw his life review before he passed away. So we thought, what in the world did that, how that, how does that happen? But um, I think because we, uh, you know, share the same cellular memory, you know, as we, you know, uh, connected as siblings and that was so trippy because it was a whole week before he passed away and I thought that was really interesting too where we uh, <laughs> it sounds strange but um, I never thought that that would happen you know like that with uh, a sibling did that happen when you were in a dream state or and he was still alive or how did that he was happen? still alive he was still alive a week before he was alive uh my daughter and I both did that. Like, why are we having all these things? Like, it was like a rapid pace of memories that we experienced with him. And then when he passed away, it was really uh, very, very odd. I was like, why do we feel like, are we going to go or something? <laughs> but it was him, you know. So we're like, I don't know. That was, that was a, I never experienced that before. But, yeah, that happened this year. So were, were you just hanging out doing your business and that popped into your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like a, it was like a real playing, almost like you're in a, almost, I would say like what you're saying, a dream state in in a way, you know, you know what I mean? Kind of like it'd come here and come there. I don't know if you've ever seen anything psychically that appeared to you. Uh, you know what I mean? Just you're, you're walking and all of a sudden, bam, you see this, <laughs> picture in your mind you're going what's that <laughs> you know but then uh it it could be a form of protection or you know um a signal to what ex to ex uh, expect and then 
a broad, like a broadcast of information, you know, at the same time. So hmm. that was something we, I've never experienced before. You know, that was a, that was kind of trippy. <laughs> wow. And then once, once he did pass away or I don't know if you'd consider it that, but once he crossed over, did you have any, anything else? Happen? Communication. Yeah. Communication. With him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would do, I do this thing called uh, tarpanum, where you talk to the people who crossed over on mother's and father's side. And that's a whole thing. But, but yeah, it really helps you to alleviate uh, if there's any heavy energy or stuck energy. It's a very simple process. You just bless them with love and they bless you back with love. It's so simple. That's it. <laughs> It's wow. it's the best thing ever. That's all you can do is bless people with love wherever you go. Hmm. I once interviewed a quantum physicist who's, who said that, in his opinion, love was the most powerful energy mm-hmm. that exists. Would you agree with that? Or what are your thoughts? Of on course. That? Of course. You send love to everything. Your mailbox, your car, your kids, your house, your pets. <laughs> people that, you know, you see struggling, you know. The whole planet, everything. Mm-hmm. When you first died as a little <clears throat> girl and you came back to life, it, did you tell your parents and people around you what you had experienced and what then you mentioned that your intuitive senses were enhanced? Were you mm-hmm. were you telling? I mean, I assume you were telling people. How did they react? My grandma used to tell me I would have to pray a lot <laughs> because... Uh, because I was more open. I had one foot in this, because that happened to me, she would say, you have one foot in this dimension and one foot in the other dimension. She put it a different way, but that's how I figured. So you're in both dimensions, accessing information at the same time, and then seeing things that, you know, is not the usual, unless you're, you know, developed psychically or, you know, and then you have to protect yourself and all that stuff. And so she said, you have to pray (laughs) and just be happy. That uh, you're here. What types of things were you able to see or sense, or how did that change your um, perception of this reality as a little girl after you came back? I was, uh, I became very artistic. Um, so I started drawing and drawing and drawing. And that was one of the aspects of being uh, crossing over to come back. I had no idea why, but I just wanted to draw and draw and draw. Cartoons, everything, everything I said, I draw, you know. <laughs> And then, then things that were crossed over, I would draw too. And they go, oh, what's that? <laughs> a polar bear. It's like, okay. No, I, I didn't, you know. <laughs> I see funny stuff like that, like I was dreaming. And, you know, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so is that interesting? <laughs> yes. Yes. The, the thing with my brother was really trippy. Yeah, that, that memory came up when we were talking about it because... Yeah, it just happened not too long ago. So, and you had mm-hmm. this these life reviews, as you mentioned, that you and your daughter were having these memories mm-hmm. of him, and then and then it happened. So, do you believe in accidents when it comes to people crossing over, especially when it's really sudden? Sometimes it's hard for people to think that that was somehow meant to be at, at a certain yeah. time, you know. Well, in 2020, we experiencing a really uh, tragic event uh, with my family was um, my aunt and uncle were uh, 
murdered right before Christmas 2020. And um, that night wasn't a lot of shock, you know, because we're very close. Um, And so that night, my aunt appeared in here when they found them. And um, so somebody came in and um, it was like a home invasion, but it was somebody they knew. It was They were in the wine country, so it was very unusual for any violent occurrence to happen out where they were. And they, everybody knew them and all that kind of stuff. But I was laying down and I was about to fall asleep, but I wasn't, I wasn't in the hypnagogic state, you know. And uh, she appeared here next to me and I, my back was turned and uh, she says, where am I, you know? why am I with you? She didn't understand like what happened, you know, like she was still in that when you're in a death state, you're in a Delta state, like when you sleep. So, um, and then she goes, okay. And then she told me who, who did that. Cause then she started remembering and then she went, it was like, I never experienced this before psychically, but I guess people who cross over can do this where she just was in my th- she just could read everything that I was thinking and she goes, Oh, okay. So then she got excited and then she told me who, who did it. And I was like, Whoa. Okay. So I related that to my cousin and sure enough, it was that guy, the same name and everything. I can't say what it is, but yeah. 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 And he was arrested the next day (laughs) and I was like, wow. And I could see my uncle at the foot of the bed. He was all in white, but I could just hear her voice like I'm talking to you. It was just like, that's one thing that um, helped the, that case too, you know, because um, it's just, I never had anybody from the other side just go in your head and just read your thoughts. I could actually physically feel that. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that we were close, you know, related. So I guess that has a, everybody's related, you know, but uh, you know, that was, yeah, we're still going through that, but you know, um, we're healing and it's getting better and better, you know? Mm. So, but that was, uh, I almost got excited that she was, could, she knew that I could hear her cause she was, wow, you could hear me, <laughs> you know? Did, <laughs> so, so did she realize that she was passed away or what was her I perception? Don't, I think that, I think that she, you know how people cut off their finger and they still think, mm. uh, the so, you know, like, pain, if, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that's what was going on. That's what I feel because, um, you know, it was kind of like she was in a state of limbo because there's so much unfinished business, you know, that just abruptly cut off their existence, you know, and that she just had a heart attack and a broken leg and they did that. It's like, I mean, and they, she was helpless, and but my my uncle was in the military, so he had a big fight with them, and that's how they, you know, they got his DNA was because oh. he didn't back down. But yeah, she couldn't even um, defend herself at all. So she was in the, you know, happened in the early evening too. So from the they came from the back door. Yeah, it was just very. Yeah, that was hard. It's still hard, but yeah, um, you people can tell you who. You know, when they cross over, who did this? So that was uh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, I'm sure that wasn't easy. It's a, it sounds like a horrible thing to um, experience. Yeah. But yeah, uh, very shocking. Mm-hmm. But to have, were you guys close in real life? Oh yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Um, I moved, we moved down here to Southern California, but they were in Northern California, but we're still always, I was always, you know, in contact was, you know, the first 50 years of my life I was up there, <laughs> you know, yeah, with her, you know, and my dad, and it was my dad's sister. When you told your cousin about the this experience, the name of the person that mm-hmm. the name of the person that you had this this experience, mm-hmm. um, did well, I told her right away? Yeah, and she believed me. <laughs> and did the police know that where the information came from? Um, at that point, no. Okay. They just did their own investigation, like mm, knew people who knew people, and then they. Uh, they found a bracelet with his DNA too and that kind of thing. So, so yeah. So he, yeah, it was just, yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Well, I'm glad that they, they found the, that they caught the person that was the perpetrator. So that's, yes. So when our bodies die, in your opinion, from having two near death experiences and, communicating with people that are for lack of a better term on the other side mm-hmm. what actually happens in your opinion do people go to heaven and hell do people like what where do our souls or our consciousness what happens to us in your opinion mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lottery, Dreams, and Fortune. My name is Timothy Schultz. I'm so grateful for you for listening. Now, if you want to watch this podcast on YouTube, I will put a link to the playlist for this podcast below, as well as a link to this specific video. Let me know in the comments below the video what you think of this interview. I love checking out your comments. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the episode. Well, we're all light and all, all love. So um, they go to, this is what, from my um, experience that I've seen people cross over, they go to a place where their belief systems are and how they developed uh, in their lessons in life. And uh, But everybody is uh, of love and light, you know. So <laughs> that's how I believe. So everybody is powerful. Yeah, and would you say as... Some near-death experience survivors have talked about, many people have had this sense of oneness and connectedness with mm-hmm. everything. Would you say that's, would yes. you agree with that? How do you feel about that? Yes, oneness, that is the big one. Everything mm-hmm. is one. Yes. <laughs> and you you did mention how much more spiritual you became and how much more your senses your psychic senses your ability to tap into that sort of thing increased and was enhanced after having these near-death experiences both times do you have any examples of things that you could sense that you couldn't sense before yeah like i would i would see things that uh usually i wouldn't see before (laughs) or hear things i was i'm really clear audience so hear things that like i'd be walking and i'd hear somebody talking to me oh this is this is a good example. So, um, I was taking my, my son is severely autistic. So I was taking him to his first day of school. He was five at the time. And, um, I had a brand new vehicle and all of a sudden it was, it was foggy and it was in the vineyards in the wine country. And and there was this intersection that was really big. I could barely see the green light. 
said go. And so my car just died at the intersection, like right before I was going to go. I mean, everything shut down. I was like, whoa, this is a new car. What's wrong with it? Uh, and then Ryan was in the backseat. And um, I was like, what's going on? And so then this lady goes, she was sitting next to me. I don't know who this was and blasted. I mean, blasted out from my right ear to my left. Stop. Don't go. Right. And I was like, who was that? <laughs> you know, and um, this truck ran the stoplight like he was going about 100 miles an hour in the fog. And I went, oh, my God. And then after, I don't know who that woman was, had to be a guardian angel or something, but um, I didn't ask. <laughs> but the car started again. And I was like, oh, it's like, da, 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 da. you know, it was like a very strange experience. So, I mean, the other side can like be really great as sisters like you, you know, that was a saving your life one. <laughs> that was really, that, that one blew me away because I was like, it was a blast of a voice that was like a megaphone next to, ah, you know. <laughs> Were you so that startled was, that you stopped driving or did the car stop? No, I remember it was, I was shaking like, who was that? <laughs> but yeah, and plus the car after after seeing the truck because it had two trailers on it even all that weight. I was like, wow. <laughs> that's all I had, my mouth open. That was crazy. But yeah, that's one of the that happens when you're really wide open like you'll be able to hear it happens to a lot of people you know where they hear a voice or you know or have a dream about something before it happens and it protects them you know hmm. you know that happens you know a lot of that happens so don't go there or well, i don't feel this but you have to really pay attention to your feelings you know and how you feel if you feel like uh, resistant then you don't do it you know or if you feel kind of like uh like i don't think i should be doing that <laughs> You know. <laughs> yeah, I really want to ask about your lottery wins, and I know a lot of people watching this are very much into the lottery. Mm -hmm. Before I do get to that, I did see that there's a study that just came out. It literally just came out of scientists, people that are studying near-death experience survivors. Since CPR was invented, I believe invented, but they started doing CPR right around 1960, according to this article I was reading. And so since then, there have been millions of people that have had near-death experiences and come back to life. And so this latest study, they were measuring the brain waves of people who are having CPR. And some of these people have been dead, or their bodies have been dead for right around an hour. What's your opinion on the science of this sort of thing or the studies? Well, the, the studies are very important because uh, a lot of is not known about what the brain can do. But the near-death experience is uh, it's very interesting, <laughs> but it's very peaceful. <laughs> it's it's a, a sense of peace and, I don't know, it just makes you unafraid, fear, fearless, I want to say. You know, going back to the love, yeah. You know, it's like, so it's, mm -hmm. it's very powerful. What would you tell someone that fears death? I tell them, ah, oh, it's easy. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, like, like it's, there's nothing to be afraid of there. Uh, you go on to your consciousness expands and helps uh, lighten up the whole universe. You know, 
We're very powerful beings. I always say, hey, you know, there's no such thing as death. There's just a, a transition, you know. You just drop the body, that's all. Hmm. And where do we go? Uh, that part, I'm like, like what I, I experienced different aspects of uh, where I transitioned. And like I was in a sense of like, a, the first one was sense of a state of being with everything flowing through me. Like I felt like uh, very light, you know. The second one, um, I had assistance. Why well, I have no idea why, but I seen more light. And I think that has to do with what I was programmed to be told, you know, like, you know, when, as you get older. So, yeah, and I think that uh, I always do that now, actually. I go to the light every day. So I, that's what I, I'm familiar with. So I think everybody has a unique and wonderful experience. And they always say how nice it feels. <laughs> say, I'm okay. You don't have to worry about me. No. I'm good. <laughs> I really want to get to your lottery wins because I okay. know you've had, you've, you've had a couple that were that are pretty interesting. One is with a Fantasy Five jackpot, which is amazing. But So what exactly have you won and, and how did that happen? Okay, so I started... Uh, I started really getting into this in 2019, well, 2018, actually, because my, well, I was studying Neville Goddard, and I was like, yeah, you know, and because <laughs> he always says living in the end result, right? So I had that in the back of my mind, and my my friend's car broke down, and I took him to work. He asked for a ride, and I said, okay, well, I'll take you to work, and, and he didn't have nothing in his pocket except for $2, and he bought me a scratcher. <laughs> And it had a thousand dollars on it. And I was like, he was so he's kind of pissed, but <laughs> anyway, so I said, I'll oh, I'll help you. And so we went to the I went to the lottery office and to cash it out or you know, to go there. And what I did do was um I had studied the lottery office, like the front door, and something told me to take a picture of the front door, study the inside, and um I looked at those big checks and then I, I just like was, it was just a real happy energy. I was like, Ooh, I love this. So, so um, that was nine months before I won the fantasy five jackpot, but I was, I developed this personal code of success to win because, and I had one like with the quick pick, like, um, like 10 years ago, but, but this, I thought, oh, I'll just try it with, use my thoughts and be, make it more interesting. <laughs> so I made my own personal code of success. I use EFT tapping, which I've had 23 years experience. I've used havening, the havening technique that was developed in England. I use the Silva method, and I did little short things. And then I also, I love Mark Cofton, your guest that you had on your show. Oh, so yeah. I did that. I did that two, two days, his subliminal before I won and <clears throat> just watched it twice. And then I did a blessing ball of light where you make your day into a ball of light in your heart center. And you can make, Oh, today I like this to happen and that to happen kind of thing. And then you just send the ball of light away, but it works. And then, um, and I kept saying checks in the mail 
I go, oh, lottery checks the mail, check the mail, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And why do, isn't it wonderful that I keep getting these lottery checks in the mail? Oh my God, this is so good. And I would act as if, you know. So I actually tested and experimented with uh, winning uh, this one because um, I wanted to see what I could do, you know, with the living in, being in the uh, mental rehearsals part of that. So I actually added a friend of mine who was rarely off of work. And I said, you know, I'm going to try and add uh, this friend and see if they would show up with me at the lottery office kind of thing, you know, just to see how that works. So um, also I used the Remert method where I changed my whole um, childhood into the childhood I wanted to. Uh, so like, so you're, you're visualizing these things. Yes. And, and you yes. visualized and, your friend there as well. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I also used lucid dreaming to see if there was anything I needed to know to, to remove any patterns that was blocking it. And I, I, um, I follow Charlie Morley. He's like a lucid dreaming, uh, a person that I know. And he, um, he teaches lucid dreaming to people and he lived with like in, um, monastery for eight years with monks and they also said about the dream state and the dust state's the same so so anyway that had something to do with it and then i figured out a problem i was like i made it smooth and then boom boom. but anyway so before that before i won though my uh father he he was deceased and i was driving and i turned the corner of where this liquor store was and that's where i play sometimes and um, he said, play here, play here. He just appeared to me like this while the giant I was like, whoa, it was shocking. But I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> that was a good signal. But uh, I saw his face play there and I heard him say play there. Well, so while that you was, were driving, you heard this. Yeah, while I was driving. Yeah, I saw his face as plain as day. It was uh, right in front of me. And I said, okay. And it was like the same week all this happened, had happened. And I was like, wow, um, that was really cool. And I was like. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I always thought in the end result, and that was the most important part was thinking you already have it. And so, uh, so since then, I'd always win. Uh, I've never lost since March seventeenth, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> so every day I win. So I trade my tickets, win tickets. Uh, I won a lot of thousand dollar prizes, which was fun. Like, and then they picked my name too. Uh, I put in a drawing and stuff like that, you know, and uh, made it really super fun. So you make it a, a manifesting, you know, magnificence, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so that, that, it, that part is so fun because it, it uh, your intuition kicks up. You start being more um, happy and hopeful. Well, I, I was happy and hopeful before, but, but I mean, like it, it makes it even more exciting to be on this planet, right? <laughs> So, yeah, I would ask, uh, I would ask the questions, like I said, like, isn't it amazing that these lottery checks keep showing up and stuff like that, really fun stuff. That is really exciting. And then just to clarify for people that aren't familiar, how much did this prize when you were driving and you saw your father giving you instructions of where to play, how much did you win? What did you win well, and how much did you win that time? Well, this was a $100,000 jackpot, and it was um, – I had to share it with a bunch of people, so I ended up with twenty over 20 grand. So that was good. <laughs> it's still fun, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, then they, yeah. So that was cool. Right now you're holding the giant check that was given to you from the California state lottery for the fantasy five winner. It looks like that was from 2019 and there's your, there it is right there for $20,161. This is the giant check. That's, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations again. And how did that, how did that feel when, when you won that? Oh, it was really awesome because I had done the um, mental rehearsal for it. So, uh, you know, I had seen it. A li- uh, it was like I was in the state of um, living in the end, you know. The end result was just so fun, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that that experimentation works. So you got to see with anything. You can use it for anything. You know? see yourself in the car or whatever, you know, a house. <laughs> Or good health or whatever it is, you know. I think the lottery has also taught me to listen to my inner guidance, too. So you can look at it. How do you say, like, on the secret, you know, you what you think about, you bring about. So, (laughs) you know, if you ever feel like giving up, just keep on going, you know, dream bigger than ever. (laughs) And and you actually, this is a little bit of a different subject, but you, for at least a time, I don't know if you're still doing this, were you've interviewed some serious rock stars, some very extremely mm-hmm. famous people. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? What, what is that? And who have you interviewed? Okay. So we, we had a show for 10 years with Vans Warp tour. Um, and it would tour all over the country, even globally on, um, you know, Europe. And, uh, we would do the local ones. And we ended up being on VH1 doing press for like the golden gods awards. And we did press for kiss and Metallica Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson, <laughs> and um, the Black Veil Brides, Guns N' Roses. And, but tonight we're going to the Emmy Awards carpet, red carpet thing. So, so that's that's a good one. Wow. <laughs> it's my daughter did acting, yeah. So we're going to, we still, yeah, we still do networking and stuff in that that arena kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's, that's so, so exciting. And there's the reputation among rock stars and people in the entertainment industry, but especially with, I would say rock stars, there's, I don't know if this is true, but there's the reputation of, you know, party like a rock star and and just the, the craziness, wildness that happens with in that sort of environment. Would you, is that true? What, what is the environment like behind the scenes? Oh, well, um, in, in our, well, since we didn't party or nothing, we didn't hang out with them like that. You know, we weren't, uh, you know, we just like take pictures and film and all that kind of stuff. But we just enjoy ourselves at the moment. Um, what I can gather and say is that a lot of them are too busy to like, they get prepared, they have to be focused and it was a lot of focus and they're doing what they love to do. So a lot of them just go, but then afterwards, you know, a lot of them would party and then get into trouble. But, um, uh, but, uh, most of them were like business people, you know, mm. they just want to, uh, entertain and be happy and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, and know that they can, uh, you know, make people happy with their music and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, the, it's a lot of preparing and everything and people don't realize that all these guys have to come in and and set up the stage and make sure their guitars are tuned and then they have to you know talk to press and then 
get photographs and yeah, it's a whole, yeah, it's a whole process and Hmm. yeah. And there's a lot of all that goes into all that stuff, but you know, um, yeah, it's a fun thing to, to see the end result with them, you know, how they created that in their, their own little universes, you know, where they get to do what they love, you know, and that's really good too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And have you had any experiences with your psychic abilities and your ability to tap into that sort of thing? Have you had any experiences with that when you were interviewing any rock stars or around any that environment? Well, actually before, um, before we did do this, uh, interviewing it, went, uh, that's how it came to be was I used my intuition. I was driving around and all of a sudden I was like, Oh, uh, we sh- I should have my daughter interview rocks, uh, rock stars or local musicians. It, it started out cause her dad was a musician. Hmm. And so, you know, cause, uh, she loved music and she's learning how to play guitar. I was like, Hey, you know, cause since I was watching her do an interview with the dog and I was like, Oh, well you can, I don't know. It just took the dog. Right. <laughs> so she's, she dressed up like Audrey Hepburn and started interviewing the Chihuahua. And then it went from there. And I was like, that was, <laughs> so I was like, Hey, you could do, you could do like these interviews with, you know, like local bands or something. Well, that really, it sounds incredible. It sounds like an adventure to yes. do that. So that's how I, that's how I, um, I went and I listened to my voice like, Oh, we should do that and see what happens. So she started, she interviewed a, like a punk band that was pretty well known that we just, uh, knew from, uh, a local little venue. And then from there, it went from that guy to the warp tour. We got accepted in the warp tour that fast. Like it was meant to be, it was so strange. It was like, Okay, yeah, I listened to my gut feeling there, and it was like it was really good. So we ended up doing it for ten years. So that was so cool. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's incredible. And yeah. can we can we watch any of those interviews online anywhere? Yeah, are they, are they um, out there? I think I think my daughter still has the YouTube channel. Um, oh, uh, the Elizabeth Rohr show, having tea with Voodoo Dollies. You'll see it on my Twitter too, like pictures of me with John Fry from Rob Zombie. Now he's with Motley oh, wow. Crue, but we will, a lot of photos. Megadeth. We had Megadeth. Megadeth. Oh my gosh. Well, we will put a link to that YouTube channel below in the description of this interview, but your Twitter, where can people find that? Uh, it's Lisa Baglia. Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now it's at, X, right? At Lisa. Yeah. Now it's X. Now it's X. Yes. Now yeah. Lisa Baglia. So, you also are an artist or an author, I should say, but you've mm-hmm. done some art within that for some children's books. But what are you working on and what what are these? I did empowering books for children, uh, empowering positive books for children. And I did like cosmic theme. I had a series called Supersonic Star Power Universe. And um, oh, I is it OK to show? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I have one. This is a EFT tapping book. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I see there's two little, two. they're doing t- <laughs> So yeah. What are those? Those are those uh, little uh, extraterrestrials. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So there's two little extraterrestrials okay. on the cover. And then there's, <laughs> and there's one of oh, there's, 
Yeah, this oh, one is uh, I Love to Feel Good. And then this one's the EFT tapping book. Okay. And then you do tapping with it. Uh, and then I teach that free at the community here uh, in Lake Elsinore, uh, the EFT tapping. And I, I'm going to do it online too soon. And here's um, the <laughs> this was a all the animals that were in my yard, like a tarantulas and bats and all kinds of stuff. Wow. It was a what is that one called? Tarantulas Cosmic Wishes. Tarantulas Cosmic Wishes, and we will put links to these to your books <laughs> below. And these are for children, right? Yeah, it was a fitting in book for kids, you know. Hmm. Um, so that one, uh, and then these other ones are just. They have a lot of affirmations and stuff. And I think, oh, and then here's another one. Uh, Dream bigger than ever. Wow. <laughs> but it's all extraterrestrial theme. Wow. Um, I have I have more, but I don't have them with me at this time. I think I give a lot of them away. And, then I, and I have another one out called Mystical Monks. That was fun to do. <laughs> Mystical Monks. Wow. We'll definitely put links to these below. Would you say that the... I know they're all different, but the premise is to sounds like there are spiritual aspects to them, like positive messages. What would you say? Are they all different or is there a premise of all of them? Yeah. Like, um, it's a, I was like, this one is, it says it's a powerful and uplifting book, you know, that is perfect. So it's like, like as I did, I, you create your own personal success code. And, and so it's for kids to do that also, you know, and it, it's like, you can do anything, anything's possible. And there's a lot of really cool affirmations and it's uh, interactive too. So that's, uh, that's a really good thing. <laughs> that's amazing. And I saw that or heard that, correct me if I'm wrong, that Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife contacted you about one of your books. Is that true? Mm-hmm. And, and what happened with that? Yeah, um, it was called Angel Academy. In 2006, I went to a medium class with James Van Prague. I don't know who, if you know who that is. He's a famous, uh, famous do. psychic, right? Medium, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just doing training because I was just like, eh, you know, I'll just go just to keep my uh, abilities up and all that stuff. And I thought it would be fun. So we ended up coming. We lived out Northern, in Northern California at the time. Mm-hmm. So we came down here. And um, went to the class, and they broke us up into groups. But before that, it was like a Friday night. This boy appeared to me in the front of the room. And I was like, who is this boy? He was like, he was kind of small, but not. He was like a teenage, like a preteen or something. And he showed me his chest. His chest, like he got hurt really bad in his chest. And I was like, well, okay, you know, I got to pay attention to that. That's coming already. (laughs) This is a, a vision you're seeing. Yeah, I'm seeing this kids uh, uh, standing there. And um, I was like, okay, so I pay attention. So then we started doing meditation and everything. And this woman uh, was sitting next to me. And I, I didn't know her name or thing. And then the next day, though, she sat next to me again. And then we were walking to lunch. And she's, I said, what are you here for? And she's, I, I asked her. And she said, my son. I said, oh, my God. So it just like all this energy went to me. It's like, Oh my God, that was your son. That's her son that appeared. And sure enough, it was her son. He was all over the news. I kept seeing news reports and all this stuff. And, um, these kids 
uh, thought he was somebody else. And they lived in a really nice neighborhood and they were like probation officers, actually the, the, um, the woman I was talking to. And she said her son was murdered on the street for after school, like a, uh, a violent act towards him. And I said, Oh my God, I got this download to, to do a book for him. So that was the book I did. And then, so, so it was like very, like the whole night I worked on that book. Cause I thought it was so important to, you know, stop the, the violence towards other kids with other kids and all that stuff at schools. But yeah, it was a uh, five brothers who, um, uh, just they thought he was um, somebody that he wasn't supposed to be. So it wasn't who they thought it was. And so it was a senseless act of, you know, it was just mm. really hard. And so anyway, I met her through that experience. And that's how that book uh, became uh, came about. So uh, Maria Shriver yeah, okay. sent me a really nice letter. I still have it. Mm. So, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, that was nice. Yeah. And so and, she knew my son was in the Special Olympics because her her parents uh, were um, the ones who invented the Special Olympics. So, so wow. he gave she yeah. gave us a, a really nice letter. It was cool. But anyway, <laughs> that and, was I for yeah. That's a good story. <laughs> and then and then the name of the book once again for anyone that wants to look that up. Oh, Angel Academy. Angel Academy. Okay, and we will mm-hmm. also again put a link to that in the description of this interview. So I won't take up too much more of your time. I read something or heard something about that you saw a faceless angel when your grandmother passed away. Is that true? And what what was that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that was interesting. My daughter was when she was uh, younger, she was ice skating, like, you know, she was doing ice skating lessons and all that stuff. And I was driving along with my husband at the time. And she's in the backseat, and all of a sudden, I saw my grandma uh, in the the ho- she was in the hospital. You know, she was just went in for something was wrong with her stomach, and she was like ninety three, but um, otherwise she was pretty healthy as far as we knew, and um, she's really fun, laughing all the time. She's really cool. Anyway, <laughs> so all of a sudden, I was in the hospital with her. And like I was taken out of my body, I had no idea why. While I was driving, I was like, "What is this driving thing?" <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so I guess because you're in a rock state and you're kind of hypnotized when you're driving, I guess you know. I think that kind of you lose your, I don't. Anyway, so um, yeah, she was there and she was laying there, and I was right there and I was observing, and then there was an angel that was faceless and it was like a pale like a minty green color and she said her name uh and i was like as soon as that angel or being saw said her name i knew she was crossing over i was like why do i know that that's so strange but anyway it was like that night she just i told i told my um i told my family i said oh my god grandma bagley is leaving i don't know if it's today or tomorrow and they said no, don't tell us that. We don't want to know about love, you know. And I said, yeah, I think she's leaving. I mean, like, and they're, you know. And so, sure enough, I mean, they called and said, oh, she left. I was like, wow, okay. So that's what that being was there and called her name. And then, yeah, it was like a signal to me that, oh, she's going. Okay. 
But uh, she lived a long, beautiful life, and she's always laughing. That was the key. <laughs> mm. She's always giggling at something, you know. So, but yeah, yeah, that was a cool story too. And uh, I forgot about the uh, story with the Angel Academy, though. That I remember, I was like, wow, that was that was really cool to to help somebody, you know, with the well, you know, with the the other book. So that was another story that came through that I forgot about that that was really important. So yeah, the faceless angel one. That's mm-hmm. interesting to me cuz you don't I don't see those too often, but I guess when you're <laughs> you're leaving, I guess you have assistance. So that's good. <laughs> so what is a a faceless angel? Is it just like a uh, an entity well, without a, a face that yeah, just a formless being of light, you know. It has just no identity, just light, you know. Yeah, I could draw it. Yeah, I actually do. I do spirit guide drawings too, so that's oh, uh, something wow. I do. So, yeah. So how does that happen? So uh, I just uh, you just give me your birthday and your name, and and then I just tune into you, and whoop, there it is. <laughs> Wow. No, they'll come through. They'll come through, and I'll, I'll get messages for you or what you, because uh, some people, they want to know what's going on or what they need to know or, you know, you know. So it's, mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's fun. That's something I could always do. So, hmm. like I, like I said earlier, you know, when I was a kid, I was drawing these things out there. It's like, is that really? No, but I, I'll draw it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew it was like, Something that, you know. Well, these spirit guide readings sound really, really interesting. So if I theoretically sent you my birthday and you have my name, but would you be able to theoretically draw my spirit guide? Yeah. There there might be a few that come in or just one or whoever. Wow. What's, what is needed at the time? Can, can, I, can, I, can I do that and then we can flash it on the screen here? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. This is, oh, this is going to be fun. So here it is. This is a picture of one of my spirit guides. This is absolutely incredible. For anyone that's interested in their spirit guide drawings or to learn more about you or your books or anything else, where can people find you? I have a website and it's called lisabaglia.com. And then I'm going to be teaching EFT. Uh, so it'll be slash EFT. And then um, also, like, contact me there, and I'll do uh, I'll do readings for you too if you want uh, for the if anybody's interested in the spirit guide drawings. For anybody who's uh, interested in uh, developing psychically or intuitively or however metaphysically, uh, watch a really cool documentary called Superhuman by Caroline Corey. She's a director, and she has like Aliens Among Us. She has other documentaries like on extraterrestrials and stuff like that. But the superhuman one is really fun to see how much uh, we can develop our abilities. It's really cool. And then like she even shows the school I went to that you're blindfolded and you can see without your eyes, (laughs) which is amazing. So these little kids are uh, driving around in golf carts or playing with completely blindfolded reading. So... Uh, she's in there, and then my, I think my teach my teacher's in there too from Germany. So, 
Um, yeah, that's a really cool documentary. Yeah, because yeah. you went to a third eye school in Germany, I was reading. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like that documentary, Superhuman, is available on Amazon Prime and mm -hmm. Apple TV as well. But mm -hmm. it sounds really, really intriguing. I interviewed a doctor or a, a scientist. I mean, he had a PhD, but one of the things he said was they blindfolded kids and they were able to catch balls and do all kinds of incredible things using mm -hmm. looking through their what people call the third eye, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I learned how to do that. I close my eyes and then see things that you go, whoa, okay, I can see that. That's awesome. <laughs> but you, you use light um, because that's, uh, you just develop that ability. Like I said, our brains, uh, we can do anything. So just close your eyes. It, it strengthens that center to your, your all your centers and makes you healthy and, and able to obtain knowledge that you wouldn't be able to download. And it just, it's an incredible tool to use that we, don't don't really some people we don't realize it's there to access you know yeah and does that happen from the pineal gland in the brain yeah. i've heard people say that do you know yeah yes yes uh -huh. it's like another there's actually a place that looks like another eye that uh like you know how you you can see, you know, you can see your kids in the back of your head like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, we can see from our, our whole body and our skin and our everything, really. You know, so if you put something here, because we could see it behind you. Some people can see your head. the back of their head mm -hmm, wow. without going in the front. Yeah. So that was interesting, too. And That's some people see with their heart center. So it's all it's all all there for you to utilize. I mean, and, and life is so, it's so powerful, you know? Hmm. Wow. That's so. why I'm glad they're doing studies on this stuff because, you know, people need to know how powerful we are, you know? Well, it's amazing. I mean, it sounds super, super interesting. I'm into personally into all this stuff. I know a lot of the viewers and listeners to this are as well, but Lisa Baglia, Thank you so much for your time. Do you is there anything else that you wanted to say today that I just don't know enough to ask or that you just wanted to say today? Well, listen to your intuition cuz you never know where it'll take you. <laughs> and love is the answer. Yay. <laughs> yes. Very very positive and on that note, thank you so much for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. Your experience is very inspiring, and I, I just really, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks a million. That's been fun. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So that was my interview with Lisa Baglia. What did you think of this interview? Visit the YouTube page for this very interview and comment with your thoughts. I love checking out your comments. Don't forget to visit the show notes for all the important links. Remember, anything and everything is possible. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for your support.